Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast. I'm Ryan Chacon, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about all things satellite IoT. So if you're curious about the space, definitely recommend you check out this episode. With me today is Allison McLeod, the CEO of Ground Control. They are a company that uses satellite and cellular technology to connect people and things. Great conversation. I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Before we get into it, we'd truly appreciate it if you would give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so already, and hit that bell icon so you get the latest episodes as soon as they are out. Other than that, let's get on to the episode. Welcome, Alistair, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, exciting conversation, but prior to getting into it, I'd love it if you could just do a quick introduction about yourself and the company to our audience. Absolutely. So my name is Alistair McLeod. I- I'm pretty new to the uh, IoT and SAFA IoT world, just joined late 2020. Uh, our company, Ground Control, we specialize in IoT over satellites and tracking by satellites. So, so Definitely, there's a market for this because that's what we do for a living. Um, and we are network independent. Um, so we make it our business to put the best solution together for customers, which is always pretty much always based on satellite to some degree. And, and increasingly, we're doing more and more hybrid stuff with cellular. So I think we're in a hopefully in a great position to talk about the topic. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to talk about it because we've had um, we've had a couple companies in the past and experts on to talk about this subject. And it's a very very fast-moving space and very exciting space. But I also think there's a lot of uncertainty for people who are not close to the satellite connectivity side of things, really understanding kind of where we are as a market um, and and where we're going um, to really start to understand the viability of it all. So let's go ahead and have you start by just from your perspective, how would you kind of describe to somebody who's new to this, the current state of satellite IoT in general? You know, what's available today What's the current state of the technology? Just kind of high level it for us. Sure. Well, I mean, it's super available, definitely available today. And for an awful lot of use cases, it's already, it already costs in. I mean, we, our, our entire life is putting together solutions based on business cases where the primary form of connectivity is satellite. Um, and in our world, it can be anything from at the tiniest end, it could be a very small circuit board style device using incredibly little power, tiny little antenna. Um, and capable of lasting for a year or more on a battery. Um, and it might just be sending back a few bytes of sensor data every every sort of day or two. And at the other end, you know, pretty decent bandwidth connectivity from machine to machine um, to, I don't know, control trains or, you know, do some pretty big, pretty important heavy-duty stuff. So it's definitely there today. IoT over satellite is definitely there today. Um, obviously... Um, as new technologies come to the table and some of those technologies will shift the economics, um, new use cases will come to the table as well. And, and obviously we think that's super exciting. Absolutely. I think naturally that's the progression we see with a lot of different connectivity types as they come bring come into the IoT space and see their app, the, how applicable they are and, and what they're doing, what they enable and so forth. Um, so if, from, a, from a market standpoint, what are some of the key trends that you're seeing in, in the satellite space? You know, Obviously, what we're seeing the convergence of a lot of different, or maybe like combining different technologies on the connectivity side to enable use cases. I've talked to people about satellite and LoRaWAN, um, uh, satellite and cellular. Obviously, you mentioned that kind of when we first started, jumped on here. But what other trends are you seeing and how much of it is what you consider like hype? Well, it's great you mentioned those two um, because I, I think at the moment, my view is the market the real market for technology today is a little bit less dynamic than people would have you believe with the hype. Um, so, so you, 
there there exist the use cases for small small amounts of data, small form factor, small antennas. Um, at the other end, you've got your backhaul, which is what you were describing, LoRaWAN backhaul or cellular cellular backup. Those are those are current markets. Those are happening today. There's a lot of noise in the market at the moment, though, as well. Um, I mean, in the last few years, of course, everybody's learned the difference in Leo and Geo. Uh, but now people are throwing around terms like CubeSats, and and there's a lot of new networks out there. And of course, the next big thing over the horizon is is uh, that's being talked about today is is 5G convergence. Um, but the reality is today there's some great technology out there, but a lot of the stuff that you that people are talking about, I think, is in, in, as a practical proposition, it's probably still somewhere between five and ten years away to achieve sort of scale adoption. I mean, that's not to say that nothing will change in the next five. But I, in my view, technologically speaking, I think probably we're in a more of a plateau than a steep growth or a steep sort of change phase at the moment. Um, so existing network operators like like uh, Iridium, like Imarsat, um, some of the more established entrants um, that are just making waves in new parts of the market, like like Swarm, um, these are realities. That, these are realities today, and and they're great technologies. Um, obviously, beyond that. We've got the plethora of new entrants, you know, Leo operators, some big, big names like OneWeb, some small names that until they start watching satellites, no one's heard of. So, so, so for me, the it's a trading wise, it's a stable period, but looking to the sort of the near future, it's, it's crazy exciting. There's a lot happening. When it comes to talking about satellite IoT from an implementation standpoint, or even just conversations you have with people who have a lot of questions, what are some of those kind of key challenges? Or hesitations that people bring up when it comes to is satellite IO or satellite connectivity right for my use case, or why maybe it is, but there's hesitation to adopt. You know, from a cost standpoint, to what is the true coverage that it has? How interoperable is it? You know, what are some of those challenges? And maybe those three could be addressed directly. But if you have anything else that's worth mentioning, I'd love to kind of get a sense of what you think. Sure. Um, I mean, those are those are great questions, right? And the the I guess the challenges come in different forms um from a from our point of view one of the one of the most concurrent biggest concurrent challenges is uh is the sort of the hype versus the substance i mean there are there are some operators out there now who are really good at promoting what they're doing and what they're planning to do um and even if those technologies are totally not suited to iot which is the, very much the case in in some instances um we, we probably get asked i mean i won't mention the name but we probably get asked more often about a certain satellite network than any other thing even though it's really quite quite inappropriate technology for IoT. So that's the first thing is people are hearing noise about satellite, which they weren't five years ago, right? It was this sort of thing in the background. Then in sort of the, I guess the next one along the, the challenge curve is um, because it's, it's much less well understood. Once people start to get their brain around it, the first, their, their start point quite often is they know what they do with the terrestrial. It must be the same with satellite or fundamentally, you know, it's just, just a different means of communicating. Um, but other than that, surely it's the same. And in reality, in, in today's world of satellites, it's still a little bit specialist. I don't mean it's super complicated, but there are some there are some fundamentals of satellite comms which are different. Right? It costs more money to to send a byte of data two thousand kilometers and back than it costs to send it sort of one hundred fifty meters to the nearest cell tower. And uh, so, those, so those unit economics are going to be with us for a while. Uh, and as long as they are, then you need to adapt how you implement IoT of a satellite to make sure that your your business case works. Um, so that's the next one, and, and then beyond that, we get into technical challenges. So, um, yeah, bandwidth and power are always an issue. Um, you know, the, the mindset of a terrestrial network is you plug it in and it works. 
if you want to put it in the middle of a field and connect it up to a sensor network, you know, you, you might not be able to plug it in at all. Um, and the amount of bandwidth that you can send these days, you know, we're just used to ubiquitous, like if it's 10 megabits per second, it's slow. It's a slow link, right? In, in satellite, if it's in satellite IoT, if it's 10 megabits per second, it's a really fast link. So you've got that to adjust for. Um, and, and then, and then to the, the, the one which, to be honest, we get asked about the least now, but but it's going to come more uh, in the next few years. Is the point you made about interoperability? Uh, at the moment, the, the convergence in practice is limited to technology A alongside technology B. So we're doing more and more. Um, I've got a couple of projects going on at the moment where we are backhauling LoRaWAN gateways, where our solution is a is a hybrid satellite cellular terminal. So it'll use the least cost routes. If cellular is available, it'll use that. If it isn't, it'll use satellite. So, so, so there's a lot of that hybrid side by side stuff, but you know, whether it's direct to device, whether it's um, genuine 5G um, over a single technology platform that works, whether it's terrestrial or whether it's bouncing the signal off the satellite, for me, that's the stuff where I say we're in the. For for that to be a practical proposition that's economic and works well um, and scales, I think we're in the five to ten year category rather than the one to two. Okay. Fantastic. So, so to, to that last point you made, like how in, in your, from your perspective, how far away are we from like true satellite coverage for, for the IOT industry? Just how would you kind of break an answer to that down? I know it's like, it, it depends on your use case. It depends on what you're doing, what kind of data you need to send, but, but how would you kind of answer that? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I would say we are there with hundred percent coverage for IOT, but, but it, but it depends what the case is. Um, I can probably answer it best by saying what will be enabled as these other technologies come on stream, right? Because by definition, those are the things that are not fully served with the technologies today. Um, the, I mean, the, the economics of space generally has changed dramatically over the last 10 years. I mean, the launch costs are about 1% of what they were 20 years ago, well, one or 2%. Um, so that makes it cheaper and easier to put satellites into space. Um, the manner in which these things are built it used to be you build one satellite to use, you know, rare earth elements and complex alloys, and you just hope to hell it doesn't blow up on the launch pad. Um, probably the wrong joke to make this week, but, um, but, um, you know, one of the, one of the CubeSat operators told me themselves that they, you know, effectively they build their CubeSats out of parts you could buy from radiation. Right. So all, all of those, uh, but they just build lots of them and they, they, they know that a proportion will fail, but it doesn't matter. If you throw a thousand satellites up there and you only need 900 to run a network, then you're good. Right. Um, so those, those economics bring in cases that wouldn't be there before. So the obvious ones are the, the lower value things that currently can be served by cellular, but the, but the case just doesn't really work yet for satellites. Um, it, it can either be super small, so super low, low form factor, um, super low power type things, which is extending, let's say, the the kind of the smallest lower power, lowest power service for radio risk or short burst data, and, and you can extend downwards from that with some of these new sort of low Earth orbit um, sort of specialist networks. Um, the, but the, the big enablement will, will come when, when you can put one chipset in your device, and it won't matter whether it's talking to the network or the satellite. But, but I, again, I, I just see that further down the road. And at the moment, once you get out of that sort of teeny weeny category, you're only, you, you know, every sort of message type, whether it's messaging or streamed IP, every message type is served. Pretty much every bandwidth is served. And once you get above the top of IoT, you're into, you know, Starlink and 100 meg plus. And, but then it's arguably, it's not really IoT anymore. Um, 
So for me, it's all about the economics, right? The, the more things, as it was with cellular IoT uh, and the general IoT world, right? I mean, the, the technology was available to send data over a cellular connection 15, 20 years ago, um, but nobody was putting SIM cards in fridges until it was almost free. Um, and and I, I don't, obviously, direction of travel, I, I think we'll see the same thing. Uh, in terms of the extent to which we see it, satellite, I don't, personally, I don't think in in my lifetime in the industry, let's say five to 10 years, I don't think we're going to see the unit costs come anywhere near cellular. I just think that's not practical, but they will, but they re- they will arrive at a point where a plethora of use cases, really exciting new applications that just can't be met today will be able to be met. But as I said, it's less to do with the technology type for me or the, uh, and more to do with the economics. So, so if I'm listening to this and I'm trying to assess whether satellite connectivity is a potential option for for my use case what are the things about a certain use case that make it more applicable to satellite connectivity being a fit right now um and at the same time on the other side of that what use cases are you seeing or characteristics of a use case are you seeing that kind of rule out satellite connectivity at this current state i mean basically comes down to criticality right um, you know, how important is it for you to talk to that device? How important is it for you to ingest that data in real time or near real time? How important is it for you to be able to turn that valve on or off? Um, if it's important, you can do it today. You can do it anywhere on the planet. Um, and the chances are that it'll be economic. Um, where would you, where you would roll it out then? If you like the, the inverse of that is, you know, nice to have stuff. Maybe you can wait. Um, and I mean, I'll give you an example of where satellite technology is kind of encroaching on an old business practice just to sort of give you a sort of a window on how these things can change. One of the things that that satellite IoT has been doing for a long while is in the renewable field, um, people have been using satellite connectivity to backhaul data gathering equipment when sites are being surveyed. So you've got a field in the middle of nowhere with something measuring the wind and something logging logging the speed of the wind and the direction of the wind over a long period of time. You know, go back sort of five, 10 years, you'd have put a guy in a truck, sent him out to the field to unplug a USB stick from the data logger, unplug in a USB stick. Obviously, that has its limits. Once you can put a low power piece of IoT technology in there and connect it via a satellite, you don't need to go in the truck anymore. And there's your business case. So, so I think, I think more of the same as, as new, as new, as new um, platforms come to the market, they enable different use cases and shift the needle on economics more of these use cases will cost it. Kind of as tag along to this question, if I'm listening to this and am researching um, satellite IoT and then I start talking to companies, what are the questions that those companies should be asking? So we've talked of like a little bit of high level here about coverage, cost, how critical it, it is you know, from a connection standpoint, but what about reliability? What about security? What about these other areas as well? What are those key things that for somebody researching this for their own use, should be really asking themselves or asking companies they talk to? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, satellite, satellite IoT plays a big role in, in the continuity of service. So in, um, in overall equation of reliability, if you like, I mean, even, even just by adding it as a, as a redundant backup, you already take your, you know, potentially take your system from three nines to five nines. So re- reliability is a big question. Um, security, uh, we, we probably get asked a lot about that at the moment. What, there, there are a number of technologies, some more than others, where you can you can create a really secure setup. That you're 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 kind of you're ruling out a lot of the pieces on the ground that would otherwise be susceptible to attack. Um, so satellite networks can be, if they're well designed, they can be really 
um, they can be really um, secure. Um, and you know, as, as an example, there in our country, in the United Kingdom, um, there are more and more regulations around utilities and protecting utilities from being hacked and so on. Um, with uh, you know, with the sort of the, the global threat level kind of always on the increase, uh, and, and satellites got an increasing role to play there by taking you know taking as much as possible as far away as possible from from terrestrial networks and, in, and from the public internet in particular. Um, so security is a good one. Um, and then I would say 90% of IoT applications, um, there's usually, we usually come down to a question about practicalities. Power becomes a big one. Uh, again, people are just, um, you know, when you're, you know, in the sort of the today world of IoT, most of the things that you're talking to are plugged in. Um, one of the things that makes satellites so great is it works everywhere in the world. You know, the, 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 the Arctic tundra, you can still send back a temperature reading if you really want to do that. Um, and, uh, but then, but then again, power becomes a thing because you haven't got anything to plug into. So, um, so, so coverage, obviously will by, by, uh, deciding what coverage you want, that'll narrow down the field from all the operators to the one that's right for you. Um, cost of course is always a factor because it just is. Um, and there are massive ranges, uh, still even today, big differences in cost between the different types of operators based on the service class you want and so on. So lots to think about and, um, you know, it's a pretty interesting space, but I'd say go talk to an expert. We're, we're a long way from the point where it's like and play like it is with cellular. It'll always be worth talking to an expert, even if in the end you take some advice and then you do your own thing. I would say talk to an expert first. Perfect. Uh, one of the last things I was going to ask you before we wrapped up is, is you know, as we move move forward with this technology, what are you what are you most looking forward to, excited about? You know, what can our audience be kind of expecting happening over or changing, I guess, over the next, let's say, six, twelve, eighteen kind of months, or is that too short of a time period in this space? And we should be looking further out from a horizon standpoint, from uh, to kind of pay attention to the the real movement. Yeah, I think if you want excitement, you probably have to look a little longer. I mean, there's always something fun happening in this industry, right? But uh... Um, I mean, the, in terms of tectonic shifts, uh, you know, the, the big one that we're, we're all waiting for, um, you know, for clearance to happen is the imrsat viasat um, combination. And that could bring some very interesting stuff. We recently became a big partner of, uh, an official partner of imrsat IoT, um, their Elevate program. So we're very excited to see where that goes. Um, but, but that's, I mean, that should certainly happen in the six to 18 month period or, or sooner. Um, but then um, for, for, for us, because we, because we do play this agnostic card, like whatever's out there, that's great technology. We want to get involved with it. We're obviously watching very closely all these startup networks, and there are so many of them. Uh, and to see how how that field shakes out, or where the capital gets allocated, um, there's no doubt there's room in the space for more technologies and more different classes of service and so on. Um, but to what extent these sort of sole players raise the capital and make it on their own versus they combine and make it on their own versus they get acquired. I, I think if you were to look at the timeline between now to five years out and see how, how does that competitive sort of ground shift and what does it look like five years versus now? I think five, it'll look pretty different five years from now, I think. And, and, it, and it, there will be a ton of new things that you can do, which will be super exciting. Fantastic. Well, Oscar, thank you so much for, uh, for the time. I, I appreciate you kind of jumping on here and talking about some uh, you know, very relevant conversations. I, I get asked all the time about the satellite IoT space, and it just seems like everyone's really paying attention to the viability of it uh, for particular use cases. Um, obviously, other connectivity suits other use cases really well, but satellite is going to come in and enable potentially a lot of different things. We're, we're still still relatively early, but a lot to be excited about as we head forward. So 
So thank you for kind of coming on here and sharing your insights. Um, for audience who wants to learn more about ground control, more follow up on anything regarding this conversation, what's the best way they can do that? Simplest ways to head to the website, groundcontrol.com, or one word, groundcontrol.com. Um, or, I mean, they can get in touch with you, Ryan, and you can pass on our contact details. Absolutely. Have it to chat to anybody. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much. I uh, really appreciate your time and excited to get this out to our audience. Pleasure. Thanks for your time. See you again. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast on the IoT for All Media Network. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.